she said she wants to go through the divorce. She's made it very clear. My question is, how do I go about life and move on without her? We've been together seven to eight years, and it seems like she doesn't want it anymore. I'm lost, confused, and hurt. Christian Williamson on the podcast today. First time guest. Yeah. Long time friend. I'm talking months. That's right. Of friendship. We go, we, way, back. We go way back. Um, Christian is, is such a great dude. And I, I wanted him to be on this podcast to help me answer some of these questions with you guys and to kind of walk through this. As you know, this style, if you've heard this before, is much like we're sitting around a campfire and there's three of us and you have a question and me and Christian are here and you go, man, I've, I've been thinking about something. Could I ask you guys something? What would you think about this? And without notes, without preparation, without an outline, we're just going to kind of walk through your questions. They could be lighthearted. They could be music related. They could be tour related. They could be relationship or job or, or life. It really could be anything. Email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get to that. And I have some today that I've pulled aside. Christian is um, an Alabama dude. Yes, first, sir. First guest on this podcast from Alabama. We've had a, a lot of different states. And I'm sure we have a lot of Alabama listeners. So are you a Roll Tide or War Eagle guy? War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's War Eagle. right. Okay. Yep. Aren't you glad I asked? I'm glad you asked. You have to ask. <laughs> what if I was just like, Roll Tide, Christian? No, no, that's not how it works. And if you're from Alabama, you know you're either... Roll Tide or War Eagle, and you have to declare one. So. Uh-huh. What town are you from? From Pell City, Alabama. Pell City? Pell City, about 30 miles east of Birmingham. Does anyone know where that is? Comment below if you know where Pell City How do you spell yeah. Pell City? P-E-L-L-C-C-D. Pell City, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Catch that Alabama slang in there, Pell. So you consider Birmingham kind of the home, home base? Yeah, Birmingham's home base. Um, I was raised in Pell City, but most of my adult life was in Birmingham, and you know that's where I worked at and yeah. did business there, so yeah. I met Christian through Celebration Church here in Georgetown, Texas, and we've actually had Pastor Joe, our lead pastor. He's been on this podcast as as a guest, and uh, Amber and I, you might have seen Amber and I have done done a lot of stuff with Celebration besides just attending, and you are a pastor there. What do you do at Celebration? Yeah, so my role at Celebration is I'm the uh, Georgetown campus pastor, so that's our broadcast campus, and so... I have the privilege of overseeing the team and the the dream team there and leading them, and it's a lot of fun. What's the dream team? The dream team is the is the team of volunteers. It's church members that say, "Hey, I have a gift, I have a calling, and I want to serve. I want to I want to use it in God's house." And so we we steward that and we uh, just allow them to come along and help us pull off Sunday, so to speak. We yep. couldn't do it without them. So. How many are on the team? How many are on the dream team? Yeah, we're about five hundred active dream team members 500. at Georgetown campus. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah. We have we have like five here at the Yee Farm volunteers. No, oh, no. staff. Yeah, no staff. Sorry, no staff. So you are going to help. You're going to switch gears today. You're doing the same business, really. You're just doing it on a different platform. That's right. And uh, we're going to go through some of these questions. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you help me with these. Um, help me help me pick some of these. Okay. But I should start. I should ease ourselves into these. You guys, let me say this. When you when you ask these questions. Um, I'm I'm so humbled that you will trust Christian and I with these things. And um, we were talking, we had lunch right before this, and it's such it's such a 
a huge responsibility, but also I want you to know, you probably know that it's a big responsibility when you hear the questions, but what I do want you to know that you might not is that it's also such a privilege um, to be trusted with a sliver of your lives um, as I don't like to consider us strangers for you listeners on here, but we have never met personally, most of us. And so I just, I want to let you guys know that, um, it's a huge privilege. So don't think of it as a burden. Uh, I enjoy it. If I could help you in any way and give you some advice in any way, you don't have to take it. In fact, somebody emailed and said, you better be prepared for lawsuits in case you're telling. No, it's not about that. This is more of a friendship conversation, but, um, I I just want you guys to know that it is fulfilling to me to be able to talk through some of this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You understand that more than more than anyone, Christian. Yeah. Um, How about this one? It says dream car. That's the subject. Hmm. Hey, Granger. I'm Justin from southeastern Michigan. My question is, with money and need for family use aside, what would a vehicle be that you would like to buy and why? And then it says, I do not want to hear about your 69 Charger right now. This is besides that, which is interesting. Justin has heard me talk before about a 69 charger as being a dream car, but yeah. I'm confused at why he discounted that car yeah. right away in right. this email. He must it, have a problem with that. He must have a problem with that. It says, thanks for your podcast. It's become my favorite to listen to because of the realness that you bring. I uh, love all the guests that you have on. Brother, thank you so much. Shout out to Southeastern Michigan. Thanks for the email. I'm going to try to answer this without mentioning 69 charger, which is my favorite because the Duke's a hazard. <laughs> Um, gosh, I, can you answer out of the top of your head? No, like the car, like if they're any year, any make, any model. Yeah, that's tough. anything. He says, regardless of money or need for the use for your family. Yeah. I mean, it would probably, it might would be a Toyota Supra, like that car. Um, mm-hmm. Like Brandon I mean, Jones, who drove our, uh, our stock car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, <laughs> just being a 90s kid and growing up in the 90s, I just remember that was a cool sports car to have. They had a twin-turbo engine and six-speed transmission. And in the 90s, that was a lot. That was a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I think I'm going to go with like a Ford F100 or some some older body, square body, square body. Ford or like a 1983 Chevrolet square body single cab. I'm going to go. And I just, what I just described was my granddad's truck. He bought it brand yeah. new in 83, which we still had that thing, but we yeah. don't, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. And that's, that's with, a good, good choice without answering 69 charger. Yeah. I'm going to do one more easiness into it. I'm preparing you Christian for where we're going. I've seen some of these questions. This says playing overseas. Granger, have you ever had a chance to play for a non-military crowd in Europe? If so, how was the pro-America message and much of your music received? Um, by the way, both of my boys are in the military One station with one stationed in England. Let me know if you're planning to play at any bases in Europe, specifically England, and I'll let our oldest know. He's a fan. Thank you, Mike. Well, Mike, um, thank you for – I have to say this. Thank you for your service. Which, which might might easily be overlooked, but um, as a father of two men that are serving you, are serving your country as well, mm-hmm. in a very important role. You're the you're the father of of these men. So, thank you for your service. I have played many military shows in Europe and um, the Middle East, 
and only a few non-military shows, and, and that, that was in France. Is the only country I've done non-military shows in Western Europe. So not in England. But I want to do that. I would love to do that. We were actually planning. We had a, a tour planned for England in September of 2020. And in March of 2020, obviously that got canceled. It got completely wiped out. So um, I haven't seen that same offer come back through, but we would love to do that. How about you, Christian? I know you've traveled a bunch. Yeah, uh, I've traveled a pretty good bit. Um, been to Europe a few times and Africa and Central America. And I think the question was asking about the American message. Oh, you're right. Sorry, you're right. sorry, you're sorry. Right. You brought me back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's, we were talking about this a little bit at lunch, just the perspective uh, that we have as Americans, uh, just our worldview. And then when you travel, you, you just, it's a whole different perspective. It's not quite totally. ent- entitled. Um, here, I think Americans, I think it's, I do think it's the best. I think America's, uh, particularly the United States is the best country on the planet, but, uh, it's just so good to get outside of your perspective, outside of your worldview and realize that we take a lot of things for granted. Absolutely. So I can, I can't answer that, Mike. Um, I could say this, that first of all, uh, you're probably referring to, there's a few songs that Earl Dibbles has, like a song called America. Right. America came out after I had already been to the, the Europe stuff and the Iraq and Kuwait stuff. But we have been since then to Australia and Canada. And it's funny because the first time I went to Canada and America was kind of semi-viral on yeah. YouTube, I was didn't know what to do. Like, what do I do with this? You know, Mike's right in thinking that. What do I do do with this song? So I went in, I took it off the set list, thought that was an obvious thing, which was weird because when we went there, it was like during the height of what this song was, how how it was bubbling over on YouTube. So I did a meet and greet and and I saw some good fans that I recognized from Canada. And I was like, guys, um, quick question. What should I do with America? And they're like, play it. And I was like, really? That's the, that seems weird. And they're like, no, we have the same kind of saying yeah. in Canada. It's Canada. Canada. Like instead of America, it's Canada. it's Canada. They do the same thing. Canada. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So they said, sing the song and replace it. And I was like, that's a cool idea. So I did. And they loved it. Then I went to Australia. Same thing. I said, what should I do with this song? American. They said, our phrase is Australia. So it just works. So I did it. Australia. So what I would usually do, and, and, you know, salute to my home country, I would say America the first two times, first two choruses, and the last chorus, Australia, or Canada. And then they went nuts. So, So, Mike, long story short, it's amazing how other countries are actually very accepting of the... um, over-the-top pro-America-ism because they all share that same sentiment at some level. Um, so you guys also comment below if you are from Canada or America, I mean, or Australia, <laughs> and and let me know what if you agree with that and then if you're from Europe, what in the world would we say? England. I don't know what uh, would It would say? be, yeah, to the king. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, are you ready, Christian? You ready, ready buckle Let's up? Go. Let's go. I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you get into some of these, and I'm going to let you help me pick. Sure. So I'm going to, here's a subject called marriage, a subject called advice. Mm-hmm. Here's a subject that says random question. I have the trouble with girls. My wife and I are thinking about moving. Let's, let's go with advice. See what that's about. Advice. 
says, hi, Mr. Smith. First of all, I want to thank you for your inspirational music. When I have a bad day, I resort to your music, and it speaks to me, and it has saved my life many times. Hmm. Wow, thank you. Um, she says, my mother passed away almost six years ago, and I can't find any way to cope with it. My project vehicles and work are how I get distracted, but at the end of the day, it's still there. What do you recommend doing that might help cope with it? This is Danielle from Alberta, Canada. Oh, wow. Somebody from Canada. 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 Danielle, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for emailing. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about your mother. Um, where would you go if you were talking with Danielle and she came to you, Christian, with this? Where yeah. would you start? Where would you start with her? Well, first, I just want to affirm that grief is a real thing. Mm. And regardless if it's if it's been six days or six years, mm. Um, that's still your mother and that's good. Grief is real. And it's, uh, although it's, is sometimes an emotion or something that is a mindset, it's also something that you physically feel and you physically experience. And I would just encourage you. One is, is just accept that and be okay that, um, Hey, six years later, if I'm still missing my mother, it doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It's just maybe, maybe, maybe there's a work that still needs to be done on the inside of me. And um, I would encourage you to get into some counseling, some uh, grief share groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also just remind you that um, to stay busy, you know, stay active, keep your mind occupied. Uh, You know, the Bible teaches us that an idle mind can be deceitful. Mm -hmm. An idle mind uh, can, can, it can be unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself sitting around just pondering and wondering what's, uh, what's next for you and missing your mother, I would encourage you to get busy and uh, find something uh, just to put some life into, find something to put uh, some of your attention into. Because I promise you, uh, I can tell you in my life that when I've experienced grief, when I've experienced pain, that when I find something that's greater than that pain, that's worth investing mm. into, is when I begin to, that's where my focus goes. That's where my attention goes. And I would get distracted on, you know, I, I forget that, oh, yeah, that, that was tough. Mm. But when I find something or someone to invest into... That's that's usually the game changer for me. That's so good, and uh, Christian, you have such a servant heart, and it's it's evident with that with what you're saying to Danielle. And once again, I'll say, my mother is still around, so I cannot I cannot begin to understand uh, what what you're going through, Danielle. And but I'm sure a lot of people listening um, have lost a mother. And everyone has a different story. This is this is what I could tell you, with with grief. A couple. Let me go to a couple of places here. One. It will get better. It's good. It just will, and and it, almost regardless of what you do, regardless of of how you just how much or how little you distract yourself. Time, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, it will get better. And that's not always the answer we want to hear because we're living in the present. We're living in this moment. So how do I deal with it right now? I don't, it's fine if I'm going to be better in five years, but I want to deal with it right now. I, I look at it as grief is a thief. That's good. Grief is a thief because, because the grief that you feel for your mother has nothing to do with your mother and who she was. Now, 
the the amount of grief you've had you have for her equals the amount of love you had for her. So you're by you saying that six years later you're still hurt, you still grieve means you loved her a lot, a lot. Yeah, you loved her that much that it still hurts after all after these several years. And in the long run, Danielle, that's a good thing. Meaning, losing a mother that you loved that much at your age now, I don't know how old you are, but is so much better than a lifetime with a worthless mother. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, you're very blessed that you have a mother that you loved that much and you have those memories because not everyone can say that. So there's, there's a massive positive right there that you have that. And let me go back to grief as a thief because I've thought a lot about this yeah. in my life. But, but grief, grief will come in to your mind and steal your, the, the positive thoughts about your mother. Take that away from you. When, when you want to think of your mother and smile, and then you do smile because of something, a great thought you had about her, and then you feel guilty for smiling because you shouldn't, you shouldn't be feeling happy you lost your mother. And that is, that's a lie. The gr- grief is stealing, right. stealing that, that good moment that you're trying to have with your mother and trying to smile by telling you you shouldn't be smiling, you should be sad. Mm-hmm. And just realizing that helps you go, oh, I'm so sad. I, I, oh, wait a minute. This is, my, this is that thief Granger was that's talking right. about. And just imagine, think about, you, you said that about it, being a thief. Think about how grief has distracted you from so many positive things in your right. life. Right. Like it's stealing so many great moments and so many great memories. Right. And delaying you from yeah. starting what yeah. you talked about, yeah. getting into something that's more valuable than, yeah. that, than that grief. Yeah. And we're, and we're not at all suggesting that grief, again, that isn't real. And it's just a choice where you just no, wake up one day and it's gone. That's not, a, that's not the case. Um, it's a process and it's a journey. And, but it is also a thief. Yeah. And it will rob from you and yeah. rob from others and those that are around you that you're there, you're meant to invest into. If, if this is a different piece of advice than I would tell you, if this was six weeks, it'd be different. Oh, for sure. But six years, I say this, Daniel, it's after six years, I say, when that comes up in your mind and you start feeling super sad and, and thinking of maybe the last moments with your mom, you recognize right there. No, not going there. Yeah. No, I'm going to good memories. Yeah. And I, and I would say too, that in those moments where you're grieving her, uh, to Granger's point, like just honor her in that moment. Mm. And like, and if you're having a day that you're missing her more than ever, then make it a point that day to share with someone that you're in relationship with someone at work, someone, uh, you know, at the office or at school, we don't know what season of life you're in, but just share a moment of your mother that honors her, yeah. like your best memory growing up. And, um, it's gonna be hard to really, you know, when you share a positive memory like that, you're not gonna be that sad about it. You know? Absolutely. I, it's been seven years since I lost my dad and I love that now I could go, I could drive past a restaurant and I can go, <laughs> I could smile. And That's go, right. Dad loved that place. You know, and I, it's all smile. I've never lost a sibling or a child or a parent, but I've lost grandparents and I've lost aunts and uncles. And yeah, I, I, that's the closest I can, closest I can relate to what she's going through. But I can tell you now I'm in a season of life where we celebrate them. Like we, yeah. like I honor my grandparents for the thing, the investment they made into me. And yeah. so, of course, I miss them. I miss them every day. Yeah. But I'm also honored that I had the time, you know, that I had with them here on earth. So it's good. Hang in there, Danielle. Um, I, I appreciate the question. Yeah. Seek 
seek wise counsel, seek good friends, and seek those those moments of serving others. Mm-hmm. Because when you start serving others, and maybe there's someone in your in a circle around you that lost their mother this year. That's right. That's right. And you can go to them and go. As, do you want to talk about this? Could, tell me about your mother. Could you have any pictures of her show? Mm-hmm. And you'll watch yourself as you're investing in that. Watch yourself start healing that's from right. the inside. That's right. So that's, I think, I think that's pretty solid. And um, thank you for emailing. Back up to you, Christian. Okay. We're spinning the wheel here. We have, I'll go to the bottom. We have uh, faith and friends. We have need some advice. We have, if you were 17... Let's do the faith and friends. Faith and friends. Okay. It says, Hey Granger, I'm going to give you the same paragraph that you read, that you read all the time, but I love your music. I love watching your podcasts and vlogs and I love your sweet family. Thank you so much. So here it is. It says, I know religion is not new to your life, but in the past couple of years it's become a part of your storyline. And I love it. My question is, does your religious views are spreading the word affect your everyday life when it comes to other people? Do you talk about Christianity to others all the time? Like everywhere you go, or do you find that you have to be more reserved with some? And you ever, have you ever had a fan or a family try to discredit your faith in any way by saying something negative about you and talking about your faith? If so, how do you handle it? In this day and time, it seems that if you say I'm a Christian, people want to judge your every step. For example, if you drink, you're a sinner. If you show anger, you're a sinner. If you dance, you're a sinner. I get really discouraged from statements like this, or in general, just saying negative comments about being religious. How does a person in the public eye deal with this? Thank you so much for your time. Angie from Georgia. That's your neighbor, Georgia. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Good stuff from Angie. And... Uh, I want to start, I want to start here. I want to start by saying, because I see this in emails a lot from you guys. I want to kind of squash the word religion. A That's little good. Bit. I'm you know, you. let's do it. I, I just don't, I kind of rebuke that word yeah. because I'm re- I'm very religious about waking up in the morning and That's eating right. and eating and, eating. and watching, going, watching Aggie football, going to the restroom. Yeah. Pretty religious about that. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm religious about having my cup of coffee every morning. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes that word just gets gets, gets kind of muddled. And there's a big difference between loving Jesus and being religious. Yeah. And I don't want to. I, I just want to clear that up before we even get into this. And Christian and I talked a little bit about this even at lunch today. Um, but let's get into the to the meat of your question. It sounds like Angie sounds like you are a Christian that is struggling with uh, the world around you, and you've. It you, sounds like you've had some some people try to discredit your faith, um, saying some negative things, maybe calling you out for what they they think that they think you would judge them for that, right? And you're doing it, so they would call you out on that. And this is all basic, normal. Um, it's normal world, mm-hmm. you know, have you, do you, Christian, do you deal with this people, people coming to you and saying something similar to what Angie's saying? Yeah. I mean, I've, I think we've all, if, if, as a believer, I think we've all had days where we have people questioning our relationship with the Lord or critiquing us and, um, criticizing what it is that we believe in, or maybe our character, uh, as far as like, Hey, why are you, you know, you don't, 
you shouldn't have to do that as a Christian or, but I, I mean, I think what I would say to, is, is it Angie? Is that right? Angie. Angie, Angie from Georgia. Yeah. Angie, I would, I just want to encourage you. One is, is, um, uh, what Granger and I was talking about at lunch. And that is, is that, you know, our, our relationship with Christ is really not something that we have to defend, um, nor is it something we have to prove. Um, and the kind of the thing we talk about often is, is that we just want to be someone that has some, there's something in us that other people desire. Mm. Like we don't, we don't have to go around sharing, you know, memory verses and scripture yeah, yeah. and, hey, you need to do this, Stand on the street corner and screaming the gospel. Our, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like our goal is like, and we've talked about this today a lot. I just want to see some, I just want to be someone that someone sees, hey, I want what they have. Like I know what they're walking through in life and look at the strength that's on them. Right. Look at the joy that they have. Look at the peace that they have. And I will tell you that when you're someone that, when you're someone that's walking like that, people are going to desire that regardless of what religion they're from what faith background they have. Yeah. Um, and you can't critique that. Like you can't, you can't criticize peace. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody just, they're just, they come in and there's joy on their life and they're peace. They're peaceful in the middle of a storm. No one's critiquing that. Everyone's desiring that. Mm. That's that's perfect. Like the person that was at in 2020, the people that were walking in peace were caught walking in confidence and assurance while the rest of the world was falling down around us and in chaos um, that was what everyone was desiring. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I've heard it said that you don't have to worry about saying the message so much when you are the message. You have to live it. You live the message. That's right. And so Angie, that's, that's perfect. And I don't even, I don't totally know this is what you're even asking. I'm just kind of assuming that this is happening to you, which is why you're asking it to me. So you say, my question is, does your religious views or spreading the word affect your everyday life when it comes to other people? Yes. And it should, it should for everybody because when it is, when you are the message, when you are living this when you're living by that word, that it should just permeate everything that you do. I'm not talking about everything you say. Sure. I'm not talking about the, the weirdo on the street corner. That's, that's saying hell is coming and holding the Bible and screaming at people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about exactly what Christian said, where you go, there's something different about that guy. There's like a piece that I can't describe what's going on with yeah, this Yeah, it's guy. how you treat the lady at the checkout line. Like it's, yeah. it's how you, you treat your, your waitress or your waiter. It's, yeah. it's the, how you interact with people at the ball field. And, you know, it's, it's just how you live your life. Yeah. To the, so I'm, it's always on my mind. Everywhere I go, I'm thinking about um, the people I'm interacting with and the friendships that I have. And like, I, I want there to always be fruit on my life yeah. that I'm a follower of Christ. In yeah. all things. Yeah. Second part of the question, how do you deal with people judging and giving you negative comments about being religious? Well, um, I think it's that, that kind of stuff. It's anything else in life. That starts with, is any negative comment, it starts with you being confident with your, your views and your, your way of life. It, the way I look at any negative comments in anything in my world is, and I read this in a, I saw this in a Brene Brown book um, called Daring Greatly. Mm-hmm. But it was basically the idea that we're all in this arena. And if we're down, if we're the gladiators on the dirt, the only advice or criticism we're, we can take is from people in the dirt with us. That's right. That are That's good. sweating and bleeding with us. But the person up in the nosebleeds up in the top, I'm not listening to that. So good. I'm not listening to that criticism. Because you're not down here. Now, if you're down here and, you're, and we're brothers and you say, man, you've got to straighten up. Okay, 
we're bleeding together, I understand, but not not from you way up in the top of the, the nosebleeds in the arena. And, and Andy, good. I think that's the same with you. Um, and by the way, uh, drinking is not a sin. Dancing is not a sin. Um, so we'll go ahead and clear that up. You know, it does say show your anger. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's yeah. a fine line there, but... But um, it's, you've named two out of your three that aren't even sins that people are calling you out on. That's just weird. That's, that's someone that's, that doesn't understand um, ceremonial and civil and moral laws of the Old Testament and the difference between them. Um, so keep doing what you're doing, Angie. Shout out to Georgia. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Podcast today is brought to you in part by Raycon. Now, Summer is kicking in, which also means tour is kicking in, which we didn't get to do last year. So as I start touring more and I'm trying to get back to the family or out to tour, I'm flying a lot. I'm doing a lot of flying. And so while I'm flying, I like to be productive. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to YouTube videos. I like to study up on different things that I'm needing, information I'm needing, and I need good earbuds to do that. That's when I turn to Raycon. Raycon, whether you are listening to on the airplane like me and you need about six hours of good battery life and good solid earplugs ear earbuds that that will hold in the sound and not get all the airplane noise in whether you're doing that or you're just jogging or or uh, playing golf or whatever you like to do with your earbuds i want to introduce you guys to raycon you get a crisp powerful beat at half the price of any other premium audio brand raycons look great they feel better they come in a range of different colors. They, they're customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. They're pretty awesome. Raycon are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case that really fits nice in your pocket. I have been using these since I've been talking about them on the podcast for over a year now. They have a really good battery life. So I like to take them because I can depend on once it has a full battery life, they're going to last me all day in what I'm doing in a normal listening environment. So listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners, and here's what you're going to get. Go to buyraycon.com slash Granger. There you're going to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. It's a really good deal. You're going to want to grab a pair and a spare because they're coming at a really good price, cheaper than all the other major audio brands. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Granger. Buyraycon.com slash Granger podcast is also brought to you guys by Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body could actually use, which you're not going to find. Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design makes taking your vitamins super easy. Now, I am always hesitant about vitamins because I don't know what's in them, and they usually turn my stomach upset. But when I started taking Raycon, I didn't have any of those problems. I didn't have the stomach upset, and I always knew exactly what I was going to get in it. It had some multivitamins. Should, it should contain key nutrients in forms that your body could actually use to help fill the gaps in your diet. No extra stuff. You don't want anything besides what I just said. So Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. You always know what you're going to get. 
because Ritual has this one-of-a-kind visible supply chain so you can see everything that's in it. It's now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support life at all the different stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every single month with free shipping always. You could start, snooze, cancel your subscription at any time. If you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Simple as that. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during the first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Granger to start your ritual today. I'm going to get back into these questions. If you guys have anything you want to ask me, email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. Could be about any subject. I'm going to answer it here. I'm going to go through the rest of these right now. I only have one request, and I don't say this too often, but if you have a question, try not to make your whole life story in the body of the email because it's just harder. It's harder for me in this content to to read through a very long email. Uh, Just try to keep it where we can get the main points and as if that makes sense. So Christian, we have top to bottom, we have marriage, we have advice, random question, trouble with girls. The wife and I are thinking about moving. Let's do that one. This question comes from Jeremy. It says, my wife and I and our four-year-old son want to move to Texas, but we don't know where in Texas. Where do you think would be a good town or community and would be a good small town from us in northern Maine. Your music is awesome. I crank holler in my Yoda, and that's why I love dirt roads when I'm out goose hunting. Keep up the great work. Your family's awesome. Well, and here's a shout out to Jeremy, Melissa, Jensen, Tuck, and Holton. That's some awesome names from Maine. My first reaction to this email, Christian, is you're leaving northern Maine? That sounds I know, it's beautiful there. It it's so amazing. beautiful there. You're going to come here? It's so hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's beautiful in the northeast. Uh, yeah, I've, I've toured Maine. We usually tour Maine once a year, and it's just unreal. Now, you're leaving for the reasons that you haven't said, or you want to re- leave for reasons you haven't said. But don't whatever you do, don't leave because you think the grass is greener in Texas. Because it's not greener. It's not being, greener. Being from Birmingham, it's, it's not greener in Texas. I mean, it's great, but the grass is literally Birmingham is very not green. greener. Yeah. Birmingham's a lot of rain, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. good and green. Birmingham is, is a beautiful town. It's beautiful. So, have you been to Maine? I have once, yeah. Did you get lobster? Uh, no, it was a quick trip uh, with family, so it was in and out really quick, so I wasn't able to get lobster. I did you see a moose? I did not see a moose, okay. but I want to go back. Like, it's one of those trips that I, I want to go back. So, Jeremy, here's the deal. Uh, me and Christian are going to trade with you. You come on down, and you, we'll just switch houses, and we'll go uh, We'll go up and start a celebration church. And Let's do it. <laughs> <Northern> Absolutely. <Maine. laughs> Without hesitation. I could do the podcast there on, the, on my back porch with the moose. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, if you actually are coming um, for business reasons or whatever else, I, I, I am... I am have a sweet place in my heart for central Texas and Georgetown and the square. Um, just like many places in the country, the real estate market is ridiculous right now that everyone seems to be moving, but I think everyone's moving everywhere off the coastal States. Right. Um, and going into the interior. So what, do you have, would you say Central Texas? Would yeah, you say? I would say yeah. Central Texas. And he's yeah. asking about a city. I would, I mean, I would say Georgetown, any, any suburb of Austin. Yeah. Any um, suburb I think of Austin. Any suburb of Austin, I think would be a great, 
you know, being new to town and being from Birmingham, it's, it's central Texas is amazing. There's a ton for family. I mean, he mentioned his family and, um, I think in Williamson County, they have some of the fastest growing cities in America. Uh, the most appealing, like I think it's the number two city in America to raise a family. So mm. just with all the parks and the education, yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, outskirts of Houston, you're going to see some yeah. really tall pine trees. Might yeah. make you feel a little yeah. bit like Maine. Yeah. You're going to have that coastal air, that salt air that might remind you of Maine, but it's a lot hotter. That's And you're going to deal with hurricanes. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for the question, yeah. buddy. What do you think, Christian? We have... I need some advice. We have faith and friends. We have trouble with girls, podcast question, random question. Let's do the uh, random question. Random question. I like how you're picking the ones that didn't, didn't stand Let's out. see what it is, yeah. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Gavin Hallsworth from Stillwater, Oklahoma. In your song, the Country Boy song, you mentioned being a quarter Cherokee. Is this true? If not, I totally understand. I'm just curious. In your podcast, um, you said we could ask anything, and I'm Cherokee. It says, thank you, Gavin. Dude, great question. I say, in that song, I say, quarter Cherokee blood from my mom's half. <laughs> so I don't think that's Earl Dibble's math there. And the reality is, the truth is, my grandmother is a quarter Cherokee. My grandmother's, so my grandmother's, father was half so she's a quarter which makes my mom an eighth which makes me a 16th and i believe that 16th is almost nothing like it's not worth bragging about or claiming because i think a lot of people are probably 16th of some kind Something. of native american yeah so, what about you you got a little irish yeah got that irish a lot more than 16th too what so. is it no, I don't, I don't know the exact Williamson number, clan, but we're yeah, the Williamson clan. Yeah, we're definitely um, we're we're Irish, and my actually my grand my granddad my grandmother was half Cherokee, but I didn't quite didn't quite make it my way. So, yeah, it's in you somewhere. It's in there. It's just in, not in my complexion. Yeah, and you could tell like my brother uh, Tyler actually has no. I don't have much facial hair, but Tyler doesn't have any. Yeah, which is any. That's usually the big indication of how much Native American. Yeah. Uh, genetics you have in you is the facial hair really i didn't know that yeah hmm. thank you gavin that's a good question where do we go now we have i how about this one because this one kind of has been popping out there's no body to it it's just a subject and it says and there's actually not even a name it's s got it says what would you do if you were 17 and your parents were trying to destroy your relationship i'm happy with this girl and i don't want to lose her Due to my parents' BS. Ooh. Wow. No mm -hmm. name, no contacts, mm -hmm. just that. Well, one is... I I don't know if he wants to know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't know if I want to know what you're... <laughs> First, I would say one is being 17. I'd have to ask the question, you know, are you living under their roof? And how do you determine or what's your definition of destroy? Is it something that they see in her or in you that is unhealthy? And is leading you down maybe a path they don't want you to go down. And so is this mom and dad destroying your relationship? Or is this mom and dad parenting you in a direction that you may not see is the most beneficial for you right now? Let me tell you my morning reading today. Yeah. Proverbs 6. It says, this is Proverbs 6.20. It says, my son, keep your father's commandment. And forsake and not forsake your mother's teaching, 
bind them on your heart always, tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandments is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline and the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman, evil from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your heart. Do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. Right? That's crazy, think, right? Yeah, it is. I think mom and dad might be looking out for you. And, it, you know, I think I, you have to ask, too, you have to ask yourself, is this, what's the character of mom and dad? You yeah. know, I think you, you, if you, you know, again, we don't know your name, but you're 17 years old. And if you're sitting here going, man, this is just completely out of character for my parents. And I, I would say it's probably just something, there's, there's a piece of it you're missing. Yeah. So there's for some, the past a, 17 years, mom and dad has been incredible mom and dad. Incredible parents have instilled so many great things into you. And now all of a sudden you feel like they're coming out of left field. They may not be coming out of left field. It yeah. might just be a, you know, you ever heard the saying love is blind? Yeah. 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 The trick to this question is you you say, what would you do if you were 17 and your parents were trying to do? Yeah. Well, so that's a different deal. Cause if I was 17, I, I would be 17 and I would be you. Um, but I'm not anymore. And, and I'm looking back on it and I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, brother, uh, you, it, regardless of what your parents are doing, you guys know on this podcast that I'm always going to go back to a biblical foundation. And this is not, um, it's not supported biblically for me to tell you <clears throat> to forget what your parents are saying, because it's BS, as you said, mm-hmm. Um, so my advice to you as a, as a brother, as a, as a buddy, as a, in a campfire setting with me and Christian, I'd say, brother, you need to consider what they're saying and you need to take it to heart. And you you don't have many more years under their, their roof. Like you said, you don't, you're at the end of, of your time, but you're still in their time. You're still under their clock. And I would think. Like Christian said, there's there's more to this story. There's something they're seeing with this girl. You say I'm happy with her, but happiness doesn't have anything to do with it, buddy. It doesn't. Mm. Uh, happiness is fleeting. Happiness happens when the sun comes out and shines on your shoulders, and the rain stops, and you go, I'm kind of happy right now. But that that's nothing. That's nothing that drives uh, something as big as this. So. That's my advice. That's not what you wanted me to say. It's probably not what you expected me to say. But I did read that in Proverbs six. What did I say? Twenty. Six twenty. This morning. This morning. Yeah. I think that might be a sign for you. Trouble with girls. Again, <laughs> advice. Marriage. Podcast question. Let's go marriage. See what that is. Hey Granger, it's Dalton from Pennsylvania. How are you? My wife and I got married last year on August first. Well, now seven months into it, she doesn't want to work on things anymore. Hmm. She walked out. Barely talks to me anymore. She said she wants to go through the divorce. She's made it very clear. My question is, how do I go about life and move on without her? We've been together seven to eight years, and it seems like she doesn't want it anymore. I'm lost, confused, and hurt. Hope to hear from you soon, Dalton. Man, I'm sorry, brother. That, that's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a marriage question right there. And that is a quick turnaround. It's seven months into it. I've heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anybody personally that has been only into it seven months. 
Yeah, I think I think what's interesting is he asked the question, how do I go on with life without her? And I would you said y'all been together seven, eight years and clearly you love her. I would just encourage you now, don't. Like you made a commitment, you made a covenant. Um, don't give up. Mm. Fight. Mm. Um, go seek some counsel, go seek some help. Um, learn to understand um, how she receives love. Hmm. Um, maybe listen to what she's saying or the reasons why she's leaving or wanting to be with someone else. And then ultimately remember that you can't control her. Yeah. You can't change her, but you can fight. And what I hear in the, what I hear in this email is that you may have given up a little bit. Like it's hmm. how do I live life without her? So it sounds like you're in the driveway ready to pull out. And I would mm. tell you, get out of the car, go back in the house, fight, stand firm, stand, stand confident. And, um, don't give up on your marriage. It's not going to be easy. You know, what's interesting is that I wonder if this is a product of the pandemic a little bit. They said they got married August 1st last year. Yeah. That's a tough time. It's a terrible, yeah. To get time. married, man. Yeah. That's tough. That's you guys, maybe I'm assuming you had it planned for a long time and it just fell right during the pandemic. I'm assuming you guys in Pennsylvania had heavy restrictions on the actual ceremony. Um, you've had, I mean, that's a tough go at, at a, a world when you're dealing with problems that most married couples hadn't deal, dealt with in the last yeah. 50 years. I wonder if that's not part of it. I hope it's not. You would hate to think the divorce is going to come out of something that is fleeting, like the pandemic that's going to eventually go away. I, I love everything Christian said. I love the analogy of you're, you're already in the driveway waving goodbye and you need to get back in the house. That's right. And I say when you go back in the house, start digging into what are the reasons that she wants to walk out and barely talks to you. What kind of concessions can you be making Instead of thinking that this is her problem, this is she's right. walking out, she doesn't want to talk. What are you doing that you could then turn to her and go, I want to, I want to meet in the middle. I want to come to you with this. I want to surrender to, to this marriage in a way that I haven't before. And babe, how can I do that for you? How could I, how can I help save this? And do I need to quit my job? Do we need to move? Do we need to have a second conversation about this, the child we were thinking about having? Mm -hmm. Do we need to, um, do, do we need to take a vacation? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a, a, there's a lot of things that I think if you go down fully, commit fully to the path of, of giving everything to it, then if she's adamant and walking out, your heart is going to be a, a lot better off. I think, I think you've just got to know you've, you gave it everything you've got. You yeah. can't. You can't have any regrets. Yeah. But I would also encourage him. I remember that as a man of the house, um, you're the leader of the house, and so she's looking at you to potentially lead lead you guys through this, like lead you guys into counseling. Don't wait on her to make the appointment. Don't wait on her to reach out for help. Interesting. Listen to what she's saying and go and get some help and get some advice. Also, I would encourage you is don't allow how she's responding to anything that you're doing to affect the decisions that you're making, mm. like don't, so go, go buy her a dozen roses and bring them home. And don't let the fact that she wasn't excited or didn't smile, change the fact that you wanted to get her some chocolate or do something nice again wow. the next day. Like you just, you got to commit, man. And you've got to predetermine it. 
I'm making these decisions because I'm committed to my marriage, not how she's going to respond to it. Wow. I love that. So then also you said, listen to her. So in the listening, it's the same thing, regardless of what she's saying, regardless of how she's chewing you out. That's right. Let her listen, listen to hear it out because maybe you could learn something from it. Maybe she's telling you something that you need to hear, right? There's that. Oh, for sure. And I think if she's chewing you out, then she's hurt. She's angry. Hmm. So she has, there's either a reason why she's angry, which you need to lean into and discover what that is, or there's a reason why she's hurt. So you need, you know, both, um, you've been with her seven or eight years. You didn't, you didn't marry someone who was angry and yelling all the time. So yeah. something's happened. And, um, I, again, just, I think it's your, your, your role and your responsibility to lead her through this, lead the two of you through this. Don't wait on her. I think too often in relationships in every relationship, um, we, we move forward in those relationships, but I, th- I think we have a hard time being vulnerable. Mm. So we're always like, Hey, are they going to, are they going to take this step too? Are they going to do this too? And it doesn't matter whether it's a friendship or someone you're married to, but I would encourage you to be vulnerable. Yeah. Tell her how you feel. And again, do things expecting no response. Like it doesn't matter whether she is thankful that I did things for her or not. Do it anyway. Do it out of just out of a servant's heart, just to serve her. Think about this question, Dalton. Think about if you asked her with a full heart, babe, what can I do to save this? Yeah. And, and mean it and let her know that you mean it. What can I do to save this? Yeah. And, and I mean, and you can't, and it's got to be, you've got to be you hearing from her. So if she says, well, I need you to do this, this, and this, your response can't be, well, I need you to do this, this, and yes. this. Your response is like, Okay, I'll work on that. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll go. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to go get some help. I'm going to go talk to my dad, talk to my brother. I'm going to talk to someone who might have been through something like this. And yeah, I'm on it. Hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Pennsylvania and Dalton. Thanks for the question, brother. Yeah, great Um, question. Appreciate the vulnerability, too. Absolutely. Please email back in and let me know. Uh, Keep us updated on on what happens with this. All right, we got maybe two, maybe one more. So we're here to the final stretch of faith and friends, need some advice, podcast question, trouble with girls, and then another just advice. Uh, let's do the, I think the last, podcast trouble with girls are the last two we haven't done. Do the podcast questions. Podcast question. It says, good morning, Granger Smith. I'm Jake, 18 years old, just moved to Florida from Kentucky. Moved here to continue my education at the Universal Technical Institute to be a master mechanic. I moved here to get closer with a girl that I had been with for three years in Kentucky, and she moved to Florida. Then we had a big falling out not long after. Five months later, I still might find myself getting upset and thinking about her a lot. I miss that girl a lot. I love your podcast and enjoy listening to them. I always love your answers that you give to people. Any chance you can give me a little advice that might get me closer to getting over this girl. If you read this and talk about it, thank you. Thank you, Jake. Shout out to Kentucky uh, and Florida. It's a different variation of the last question. That's right. Right? So this is, it sounds like it's done. Yeah. He has, he, he made a big step leaving Kentucky and going to Florida to be closer to her. And now she's gone. The first thing I think of, and this is always from the you know outside looking in, I don't, not in the in the trenches with you, Jake. But the first thing I think of is you move there to be with her, but you also continued your education 
to be a master mechanic that you might not have had that kind of opportunity or that boost right. without moving there for her. Yeah. So there's already a big plus you're getting out of this. I know that doesn't make you feel any better, but it will later. Oh, for sure. And then I, you have to ask yourself, too, what did you learn through that whole experience and through that relationship? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's value in everything that we go through, Granger. And so I realized it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, but you're specifically asking the question, how do I get over her and how do I move on? I think it's very similar to, it's grief. It's still grief. Grief is mm. grief, whether it's a loss of a loved one or a loss of a relationship. And, um, you, you know, you, you hold on to the fond memories and just understand that life is, in, in this situation, um, life is moving forward and you've learned yeah. a lot. You've grown a lot. You're not the same person you were at the beginning of that relationship. And, you know, there's, again, there's value in, in everything. And here you are, you've got your degree got a great career in front of you. You got your whole life ahead of you. And so that's a really encouraging thing. Something positive did come out of it. Yeah. And you know? there's going to be so many more positive things you don't even know of, Jake. And me and Christian can sit here and tell you yeah. a million stories between us and friends and other. This, this, is, uh, this, this story, your story is thousands of years old. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you, yeah. You, you fell in love and you lost her and now you miss her. The first thing I would say to you is if you say, how do I get over let a little, little more time go by. It's been five months. It just hasn't been enough time yet. Yeah. Um, you're still, it's still fresh. The wound is still open and you just got a little, little more time go by and you got to be, you have to be open to moving on. That's right. Not, not closed and sad and, and lost, but you got to be more open to, well, I'm here. I'm finishing my education. That's awesome. Uh, I'm meeting new relationships, new, new friends, um, you have now the, the opportunity to go back to Kentucky, maybe. You're free. Hey, you're free, dude. You're free. You can Try go back it. to Kentucky, go Let's back to your it. old friends. Um, and, and, and you got a, this awesome degree out of it. So you're going to see that as more months go by, but you're only five months in. So you're just, you're just not there. So that's, you asked for, for my advice. That's it. Yeah, it's interesting. You said something uh, there. You said you got to be open to moving on. And I think that's an interesting statement because I believe any, any time we have to overcome something emotionally that we're going through, our first choice is we got to choose to want to overcome it. Mm. Like, cause sometimes I think when we're going through something, it's easier to sit in it, right? Yeah. It's easy to be like, man, this hurts. This is painful. But somewhere. Cause that hurt is hurt too. And that hurt, guess what? It's easier to be in the hurt yes. than it is to overcome it. Yeah. But somewhere you've got to choose, like, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not staying like this. I'm going, I'm going to overcome this. Yeah. So that was a great, I love that you shared that. You're, um, being in that hurt, he's still feeling the remnants of the love. So he's yeah. still kind of in a relationship with her. Yeah. She's just not there. He's yeah. just in, still in it. Yeah. So um, you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine, Jake. Just fine. Yep. Let's do let's do one more, Christian. We have yeah. advice. We have trouble with girls. We have need some advice, and we have faith in friends. Do advice. It says. Hang on a second. I messed up. This is Danielle. <laughs> We've already done there, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Danielle. We love you, girl. We, we love you. We love you so much that I didn't delete your email the first time. That's right. So that makes it easier. We have we have trouble with girls, need some advice, faith and friends. Faith and friends. Says, hey Granger. Would you would you Christian, would you believe I did this twice? Did you do it twice? I did it twice. That's Angie. We have to pick one. When we got when we got off the break, I hit I hit some weird button on my iPhone and it unarchived things. Okay. Now it's much easier. Trouble with girls or I need some advice. 
Trouble with girls. Trouble with girls. We're, this is like a girls episode. It is. I was just thinking, we're what a relational. We're rocking. It's a relational episode. By the way, you knew I had repeated those subjects, didn't you? You said it earlier. I said it earlier. I did. You didn't. Yeah. You just didn't. But it's call your me podcast, out. so I wasn't going to tell you. It's your podcast. Like, so I was like, I think like he's, he's already done. The, he's done so many episodes. Yeah. Surely he knows what he's doing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, trouble with girls. It says, "Hey, Granger, my name is Justin. I'm 20. I'm from Iowa. Shout out to Iowa." It says, "I've recently had a tough stretch of meeting some great girls, and them leaving me because the timing wasn't right." I'm just lost because I feel like God is telling me that I'm ready to give someone all that I have to offer, but it keeps falling through. I was just wondering if you have any advice on dating, because I'm sure you've had, you've dealt with similar, similar situations. I love your music and what you do. Sincerely, Justin. Thank you, brother. 20 years old, Justin in Iowa. Uh, and he has had a series of girls that he really likes. Great girls and then leaving him because the timing wasn't right. Um, okay. Similar question to the last, but this is different. And here's the biggest reason why it's different, Justin, because there are a stretch of girls. There's several girls, meaning there's not their problem, right? There's a common denominator. There's a common denominator and that's you. Yeah. What would you tell to Justin if he came, if he came to you and said, Christian, I'm any Dump yeah. this on you. Yeah, I mean, first of all, man, bro, tough time, and I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but you, you know, again, there's a common denominator here, and listen to what they're saying. Listen, listen to their reasons for moving on, and and just grow from it, and just own it. You know, as men, sometimes we we've just got to take responsibility for the reasons why they felt like it wasn't going to work. And then, too, I just want to encourage you and know that there is someone there is someone out there for you. Uh, it's just uh, clearly those ladies, they, they weren't the right one. And, um, again, uh, be encouraged in that. And then the second part, what was the second question he asked? He asked us two questions. Oh, he said, I feel like I have so much yeah. to offer. Um, what, what single person in their 20s isn't saying that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's kind of like, I think of like, immediately I think, you know, there's tension that we fix and there's tension that we manage. Mm. And so I think that's just one of those. So good. Yeah, that's one of those tensions that you just got to learn to manage that. And, and Ten, there's tensions that. that we fix and tensions that we manage. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I've never heard that. It's good advice. And so you've made, you've, you're 20. You're super young. Um, you're, you're maturing so exponentially right now. And I would, this is a great season in your life to become the best version of yourself that you can be Mm. Um, because you need to be healthy to be in a healthy Mm. relationship you can't take two unhealthy people put them in a relationship and have a healthy relationship it requires two healthy people for a healthy relationship so um, man again you're still young i imagine you're working on your education beginning your career Um, just hey just be okay in the season of life that you're in and uh, just work on the best version of yourself you can be right now so good I know, Justin, I know that's hard to hear Christians say that because it doesn't just offer you a, you know, a right. McDonald's happy meal solution right now, here and now and, and fix this craving. It doesn't solve it, but that's just the right advice. That's just what he's saying is just right. You, you have to be the best version of yourself. And now is the perfect time. In a way, we all wish that we could be 20 Again, not oh, to be in a relationship, but to be the best version of ourselves and to work on us. There's two interesting things you said in this email, and I love it when when you guys help me answer yourself through your own question. I love it when you do that. So two things. One, you say, I'm just lost. Or excuse me. One, you say, the girls have left me because the timing wasn't right. I'll tell you right now, 
the timing thing is a lie. <laughs> it's always a lie yeah. in any relationship in life at whatever age. It's never about the timing because if it was about the love, love would overcome time no matter what. Right. It's it's always I would just I'm not the, it's not I'm not in the right place to be in a relationship or I'm not I'm I'm in this I'm in school right now and it's not there it's never guys if it's true love if it's if it's meaningful if it matters it overcomes and it encompasses all of the life in between it doesn't time does not matter so if you hear that the time just in the timing's just not right that means I just don't love you as it, yeah I, unfortunately it's an excuse to just not yeah, there's no truth. easier way to say that. Yeah, but the second thing is, and this is the, this is a kicker for me. And you kind of, I love how you kind of answered it. But you said I'm lost because I feel like God is telling me I'm ready to give, I'm ready to give someone all of what I have. Is it someone? What if or... He's telling that he's, you know, I mean, he led us right to this. Yeah, he yeah. led us to this. Let me say it again. I'm you. This is your words. I'm just lost because I feel like God. Is telling me I'm ready to give someone all that I have to offer. What if that someone is God? What if God is calling you to give all of yourself to Him? And what kind of blessing would you get out of that, including a relationship or or or, or things even greater than a relationship? But so have good. you considered that? Have you considered that that is what that's the reason you're lost? So that's why you can't connect the dots and that why these girls are not working out. And you feel like this, you feel this call from God and he's wanting you to give love, but it was not to give to a girl. It was to give to him. It's interesting. Yeah. And then you and I both know, Granger, that void that he's feeling can only be filled by the Lord. Yeah. It can only be filled by God. And it can never be filled by another relationship or by yeah. another girl. So truth is, is until you, until you allow God to fill the God size hole in your heart, so you're never going to be that best version of yourself um, to be in that relationship. That's it, man. There is a God-sized hole in your heart, and you could fill it with anything. You could fill it with any kind of substance or any kind of girl. And it's when, when you still feel lost, when you filled that hole with everything you can, and you still feel empty, it's because only God could fill that. And that's why you feel lost. You don't feel lost because you've had some broken relationships here. That's mm -hmm. not the reason. And, but you're the one, Justin, that said God. That's you're right. the one that said it, not me. He set it up. <laughs> yeah, he set it up. That's awesome. Appreciate you, buddy. That's all the time we have. Christian, you're the man. I appreciate it. Will you man. do this again? I'd love to. Yeah. If you guys if you guys like Christian, please comment below. More Christian. Say more Christian. And that's that's his, actually his that's name. That's actually my name. It's yeah. actually his name. And he's William's son. That's right. There's some some William at some point had a son and that became your William last name. Son. That's William right. Son. That's right. Yeah. I'm honored to be part of that Appreciate lineage. You, That's right. Hey, thanks for brought. Shout out to Alabama for Christian right. too. War we'll, Eagle. See, we'll see you guys. War Eagle. Yee yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.